Digital Consciousness Radio, where we aspire, we desire, we conspire and delight in the delicious words of human awareness, driving it deep into the hearts of every being, whether it be in our business lives, our personal lives, or even our conscious lives, and perhaps giving you a hmm moment that just makes you stop and think about the world that it is that we live in today. Digital Consciousness Radio, digitally enhancing humanity. Hey, all my Digitally Conscious peeps, welcome to Digital Consciousness TV. I am so excited to be bringing to you today the interview with uh, an amazing person called Abdi. Now, at a young age, he escaped the war. He's from Iran and he has a really interesting story. At an early age, he realized that his realm of reality was far beyond that with what he could share with other people. He had, as a child, he realized he had extraordinary abilities but they were compartmentalized into being nothing more than a dream. However, 30 years later, he actually realized that these extraordinary abilities actually made profound impacts on people's lives, both physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And in 2002, he began working all around the world, sharing and anchoring his light, as well as sharing his wisdom. So Abdi works with a ancient form of energy. And what it does is it dissipates our inabilities to relate to ourself, our higher self, and also that of the universe. Now his work is also to bring about and support the transformation of humanity and the earth to raise it to a higher level of consciousness. And he carries this out through raising the vibration of people and places. And what he does is he actually channels his energy to allow individuals to connect with their own divinity. He believes that the truth cannot be learned, that it can only be connected to from within. And even though most of his work is energy based, he finds that he guides people to help them realize their true gift and their wisdom. So through Abdi's presence, people have become spiritual healers, teachers, life coaches, and many have been freed from physical and emotional ailments. And many more have been gifted with the ability to see the beauty of life and all of its participants. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Abdi. He is touring Australia and also the world and links will be provided below for you if it does resonate with you on some level. Until then, remain digitally conscious and enjoy the interview. Peace. So welcome Abdi. Thank you so much for joining us on Digital Consciousness. It's so great to have you here. Um, we're going to be telling more people about what you're, uh, what you're going to be doing with uh, coming to your Australia tour, but we'll cover that off at the end of the interview. But for, for a starting point, for people who may not know you, can you share with us uh, your journey to where you are now and what have been your defining moments in your life? Um, I've had... Well, I was born in Iran and uh, lived there for a while and moved to Canada when I was 20 uh, and uh, escaping the war and things like that and went to university, went to started a company and, and um, I've had many defining moments in my life and it's uh, changing all the time because sometimes big impact in life like you know it was a separation at the time with my ex-girlfriend or whatever um, made me to go deep in myself and not to work for a while and just uh, pause from life mm. and and through that I uh, I uh, went inward and, and reached places in myself that I didn't know that there was existed so um, that was the one of the one, one that I remember. But I remember through my life from time to time, every five, six years, I get bored and I just pause and I just think about life. And there have been so many. Uh, and it is continuing. Mm. And what was it that created, um, if, if you were to translate what you do in terms uh, for people who may not have begun their journey of awakening yet, how would you, how would you, tell the world what it is you do for those people i think i think everybody has begun the journey of their awakening some know it some don't mm. life is that journey and uh, the only difference is the points in people's life that uh, you can relate to some uh, extreme change and there are points that you cannot relate mm. uh, but basically 
every disaster in anybody's life, uh, as they relate to, uh, is a is a large uh, breaking point for 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 the for uh, realizing that journey. Mm. So people. I would say to people is that, you know, first of all, right now, everything's become more difficult and, and, and people are being challenged very much. Um, many years ago, we were conditioned that if, if you do well, if you go to university, are a good person, and you do all the right things and take all the... Um, uh, right choices in your boxes and you, you, life is good but many people have done that and realize it's not <laughs> they <laughs> have challenges and there are more challenges and and uh, and that is these challenges are uh, signs of uh, progressing in our in our in, in our journey of awakening and 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 showing us that is life is not about the uh, three-dimensional stuff that we, we relate to is way beyond that. Mm. And where did you where did you sort of discover this journey of it being way beyond our five sense modalities? Um, when did that first start for you? Well, you see, uh, since I was a kid, my reality was a bit different than everybody else. I was treated kind of special by my parents, mm. especially by my mom. Uh, and then through that, she put me in a special school. I was the best student in a certain way that I thought I'm better than everybody else. And in a way, arrogant, actually, um, because I could relate to things like, you know, if I was in a school, if I was in a class, I was there to learn mm. as a kid. But other kids, they were just there. Mm. And I could understand why why they're wasting their time why are they there i mean i didn't want to have a friend um in the school i had friends outside the school that i put to do everything but in the school i just i was there to listen to the teacher mm. so from from very beginning from you know when i was six seven year old uh i realized you know i'm different not in a you know i thought i'm better so for me that notion always was there. And then later in life, when I was in high school, I had these daydreams, that things, I do things. And then at first they were enjoyable. Then it uh, took away from my presence and I was upset with myself. Mm. And that took many, many years, uh, more than 20 uh, to for me not to be upset with myself for those dreams, realizing those dreams were real. What kind of dreams and were they? I could, I remember I would, one, one specific one was, I would fly and put a sparkle on people mm. in, in the class or you know, where people were. And it was just occurring and I started a lecture or class and then it finished and, and, it, and after the dream, I mean, I, I, I missed the whole thing. <laughs> I was so upset with myself. How can I not focus? Then many years later, I was in a uh, guided meditation with a group of people. Mm. I had the same vision, but so did another person. She came to me and she told me, I saw you doing that. So, wow. So it's not just my dream. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you So So when you say dream, it was sort of, it was... It was more like you transcending or going, or you were healing. Was it, was it a form of healing that you were doing? That you yes, it was something that I was doing. You see, the difference between a dream and reality is nothing is real. Mm. What we call real is just somebody else share and confirm. <laughs> you know, our reality is just what's shared. It has nothing to do with what it is. Mm. So I was doing that always. But when somebody else confirmed it, it became, I realized that wasn't just a thought or, or, or some imagination. Mm. But something was happening in a different consciousness mm. and through my energetic body. And so all my life I was doing it. Um, and then when I, uh, I, by that time when somebody told me I was already, uh, have started 
active spiritual journey so I could relate to things and I could work with it rather than uh, witnessing passively witnessing what's happening right right and and so how did you get to doing the work that you do now like when 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 did that realization occur that okay this isn't a dream this is reality um i this is my reality anyway and and i do have a profound impact on people because that's what uh, you know what what you have done in many people's lives you've, you've had profound impacts on their lives so when did that realization point occur for you well and in 2001 uh, well, I went in, in 2000, I went through a separation. I had a girlfriend with two children. I bought a big house, everything for them, and, and they weren't happy. And I, I decided to separate. And then I was sitting in that big house, and uh, I was thinking about life. And, and I, I read my second book, My Life, because I never read. Mm -hmm. um, and that was Celestine Prophecies. And, uh, and when I read, read, was reading that book, I could relate to everything in that book. I could mm. cut trees. I could, you know, those things weren't so far from me, you know. And then I read the second one. Then I read another book, half of it, and that's it. Uh, and and then uh, later I started taking some courses and um, you know learning about aura, uh, learning about uh, chakras and things like that. And then um, I, I I took. Uh, a course, a weekend course that teaching aura brushing and some kind of healing and things like that. And then on on uh, on Monday I went to work and somebody had a headache. I said I can fix it, so I fixed it. And somebody had something else. I said I can fix it. Then I fixed everybody. And then I started doing things to people. And um, and then a month later I I saw the teacher that had the course and I said I'm doing this. I put people on trance. And they, they go to past lives and things. I said, and I don't know really what, what I'm doing. Can you guide me? And he said, I didn't teach you this stuff. <laughs> so I assumed that I, you know, it was part of the package. Uh, um, I went farther than what I know. Uh, and also, a year before that, I met somebody who was doing uh, holy spirit healing. And, she, and I also... I was mesmerized with what she was doing. And I uh, kind of uh, used the techniques that I learned with what she was doing, and I assume it's all the same. And, and I know. So through that dream, I created my own dream different way. Yeah. Um, and then I started, you know, I, had, I was managing a company. Actually, I owned a, a financial brokerage. And then... Um, I had some, I went with groups of people, I went places, did some work that some of them I can mention, some of them I cannot, energetic work. Mm. And, um, and I learned more about myself and everything that's happening and what's happening in the universe. And, and uh, then I was told by the group that I was mesmerizing that I'm much more powerful than what I think. And... And uh, I, I just, I'm not using it. Then, then in one event, I was told, uh, whatever I say, it happens. And uh, at first, I, I was smiling. And, but after a couple of my months, I realized, I thought I was cursed. Because I couldn't get angry at anybody. I couldn't, I really had to watch myself. Because anything I said happened. Mm. The, this was uh, around 2002, I think. Uh, and um, so, and I sat down and I would always communicate with God in my own way. Mm. I, all, since I was a kid, I did that. And, um, and I asked, I was thinking, why am I, why am I cursed? Why cannot, why cannot... Uh, think or wish or, or watch what I say, then one day I realized, well, if anything I say happen, that means I cannot lie and everything I say must be the truth. Mm. So I start sharing wisdom. Mm. Um, so before then, I was doing some work here and there, um, you know, I in, in centers and showing up in LA or New York for the weekend 
had session and, and had session and came back on Monday to work and nobody knew what I was doing. You know, it was I had a secret life. <laughs> how did you how did you manage that having a foot in both worlds? Because they're very, very different worlds. I mean a lot of people, a lot of our followers, you know, they've got their foot in the business world and in the consciousness world. And sometimes it can be really confusing because in many respects they're so different. Um, yeah. uh, yes, yes, but because I was the boss. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that difficult, except that uh, I I couldn't share it with with the people at work, and I had to I cannot tell them what I did. Um, but it didn't bother me because I, as a kid, I didn't need. I always had a secret. I didn't need to share. You know, some people need to share and talk about their, their themselves or what's going on. I never did. And when I said when I, one, one day, well. What happened was I was, it didn't last long because after a year and a half, I, I decided to leave the business. And, and of course, many people were very surprised because I was doing so well and, 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 and they were asking what I'm doing. So I had to share, that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So I started talking about it and mention it. Um, and, uh, and I left the business. Uh, oddly enough, just after I left the business to do this, full time i had many challenges that stopped me of doing it but i uh, didn't give up i didn't go back to work <laughs> mm, mm. what kind of challenges did you did you well face? you know what happened was for example i started a big tour um, to go to us at the time i was just traveling to us at the start of my my tour they didn't let me in us and they denied me for three times after mm. so I uh, I had to cancel the tour and I couldn't go to US. So I, I just, the last time I, I, I tried to go, uh, they, uh, they they denied me and I asked the ticket counter to change me the ticket to, please, if you can change the ticket to somewhere else, they said, I can change it to London. And I didn't know anything, anybody in London. I booked it to London and I went to London a week later and you know have a, had my first session there and went in Europe, then I came to Australia, so I came different way, and I went back to US next year, and I didn't do much, and and was, whatever. But it was very challenging. But of course, this was not, you know, everything in life happens for a reason. At the moment, I thought, well, what's happening? But four months later, I met my my wife in England. I have three children now, so it was the best thing that happened. That <laughs> that challenge, you know, yeah. every challenge. In part, when you look at it later, you realize it was the greatest part of your life. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it, it's my understanding that the frequency of the earth is increasing and, it's, and that we're seeing um, sort of humanity frequencies increase, whether it be in the form of dropping into their hearts or shifting from people not caring where their food came from but now starting to care where their food comes from and want to know about it and starting to eat healthy and starting to come back to a more organic um, and, and, you know, treating the vessel that we have um, with more respect as well as the animals on the earth as well. So we're starting to see, you know, it might not be huge shifts, but we're starting to see these shifts. Where do you think the current state of humanity is and are we in for more shifts? And if so, what is the purpose of all this? Or what do you believe the purpose of all these shifts that we're experiencing have? Do we actually end up reaching an end point at any stage or is it just cyclical or keeps increasing? Yeah. Well, um, I have a long explanation for that, <laughs> but before that, I have to explain something else. Um, every 2012 years is one cycle of time. That means astrologically, everything reset itself uh, every 2012 years at the exact place. Mm. So energetic of possibility is the same every 2012 years. Every seven times 2012 years is one cycle of, I call it universe. Mm. Um, that means if you look at seven times 2012, it's like 14,000 some years. Um, in that period of time, what has happened is that uh, humanity in kind of reset itself. Mm -hmm. So the reason for that is that, uh, you see, uh, the whole universe goes up on, a, on its frequency, on a spiral curve. So it rises, it's, it's just we are all going up, you know, everything, you know, uh, the reason an, an iron oxidized because it needs to go to a higher energy. Mm 
Mm. And the whole universe is like that. We are the same way. Mm. Uh, Earth always lagging behind from the whole rest of the universe because of the human, by the way. Because mm. our mind uh, supports the lower frequencies and lower vibration. So gradually Earth falls behind from the whole everything else. Energy. We, go, we, we, we rise on energy, but not to the extent that... Every, everything else does mm. so every 14,000 and something something happened on, on, on earth that it catches up and through that catching up existence like human and things on earth usually cannot happen that cannot handle that that happening mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, every element on, on earth like uh, water creates tsunamis uh, air creates tornadoes um, fire creates volcanoes and uh, I'm missing one, and Earth uh, create airports. Hmm. So, so, and and human traditionally couldn't handle it. And if you go fourteen thousand years ago, you realize Atlantis went under the water. If you go twenty-eight year, thousand years ago, Lemuria went under the water. Hmm. So that has happened, and we started again. And you're we are also heading uh, to the end cycle again. Hmm. Uh, but the difference. This is the the most. Uh, pivotal point of humanity's evolution actually because this is the first time that we are going and heading the end cycle mm -hmm. without elimination um, mm. and even though we think we are, it's everything so bad you know we are doing so whatever it's much better than before energetically mm. yes. and we are evolved much more than before and and if and most uh, religious and biblical uh, stories they, they promise this time the golden time uh, that uh, of course some people look at it a negative end time but mm. if you look at it is end of the lower vibration and going to a new vibration without mm. elimination of humanity of course through this transition some people cannot make it uh, but you know death is a natural form of I mean, every, everybody dies. Hmm. I mean, the days that more people die, the days that less people die. Hmm. But it's an official thing. But there won't be an elimination. And anybody who's not, cannot make it through, uh, they will uh, take it away and reintroduce at the time that they can take it through. So actually, hmm. they, they got it easier than the one who, who, who stayed and take the challenge. <laughs> uh, but the one who, who, who take the challenge, they witness a huge transition in one lifetime. Yeah. And uh, the time that I'm looking at, of course, I cannot relate to time. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is just a guess. Everything else I told you, it's not a guess. But this is what I'm telling you yeah. is a guess. It's about 24 years it would take for us to go to a new level of uh, uh, being and, and transition. Mm -hmm. and, and energetically in this period, a lot of things happening. But one thing has happened is a new energy has introduced on Earth that you are not used to. Uh, and this new energy and energy of new consciousness is an energy that we are going toward in 24 years and, and it, we are all connected to it. And each human is like a fuse mm. that we, we receive the energy, that energy and, and, and channels through us and, and go to earth. It's like a tree does the same thing. Mm. And if our energetic body is not strong enough and if you are not connected to earth uh, and we are so much in our mind, uh, well... We cannot allow that energy go through. We blow like a fuse, yeah. and the process that's happening to everybody is widening that fuse and increasing its capacity. So that's why people are becoming aware mm -hmm. of what they should do, how they should do. If that is awareness, just to allow more go through us, right. and the energy that goes through us, taking care of. Uh, what it needs to be done to us and as humanity itself mm. because that's what it's taking us to a new level not us really mm. yeah and what do you think it'll look like after that what will, what will... well you see um I, I'm, before i answer that i'm going to say something else you see the way you relate to something is a dimension mm-hmm for example, you, you look at me, you know, when it's white, white is one dimension, cotton is another dimension, I'm wearing it. So there's a way of relation to things. Um, we, can, we have thousands of ways to relate to things. 
mentally we relate to everything on a geographical uh, way and that's why we have created X, Y, Z coordination dimensions. So mm. geographically that's the way we look at dimension and we have uh, a dimension of time to, to understand the difference that I'm here now and I'm somewhere else a minute later. Mm. But in a, at universal level there are 12 dimensions. The three that we relate to, we call it X, Y, Z, geographical. The nine that we don't relate to, we call it time. Mm -hmm. Actually, time doesn't exist. So we are living, in a way, uh, on this three-dimensional understanding with one dimension that, with the rest of the dimension that we don't understand, we call it all time. So we assume we have four-dimensional understanding. Mm -hmm. um, what will happen, we will have, in 24 years, we're going to have five-dimensional understanding. Right. So it's an, a, an extra two-dimension. Mm. Of course, in a 12-dimensional in a universe with a three-dimensional understanding, we live in an illusion because we're ignorant. And in 12-dimensional in universe, if with five-dimensional understanding, we still live in an illusion, but it's a better illusion. Mm. So through that illusion, we understand our con connection. We understand that, you know, it's not like... Uh, if you have a bad thought, if you have a, uh, if you have, and, and, and we can create impact through our feeling and our thoughts. Mm. And the intention and attention become important. So we, we, we are not looking at uh, universe and other people as so separate from us as we do now. Yeah. Because, you know, in, our, in your body, you look at your toes is connected to you. You are still kind to your nail, mm. even though is just a nail but humanity is like the same body because we don't see that connection we just hurt that part that nail thinking okay so who cares let's invade mm. that and gain as we assume but we don't gain mm. by cutting the toe mm. and when we because when when we don't know the connection we just uh, uh we we deal with it in an ignorant way so by then we more realize that connection uh and and we are not as selfish as we are, as and as individual as we think we are, mm. we, we, so we dealt with things with more heart, space, and more compassion, and, and it it is it is a new beginning that we never experienced before. So it's very di difficult to say what's going to happen. Yeah. it just is the direction that has to go. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And do you believe that um, that we created this world to always remain in duality, being that where there's up, there's down, where there's love, there's hate, is is there like a purpose of this duality to teach us the difference between the two? And could we ever see a world that is just love and no hate? Well, you see, uh, duality, you see, uh, everything is energetic. Mm. Uh, the highest energetic point in our, in our being is our crown chakra. And when you run uh, a large frequency to a, through a uh, wire, you, you create polarity. Mm. You create positive or negative. It's unavoidable. Mm. And, and the only place we have dualities in our head, by the way, yeah. is should, shouldn't do, don't. There's nowhere else that we have duality, no other chakra. It's just the head. Yeah. Yeah. So duality is an interpretation of our head to what it is, the energetic that is. And... and and we cannot avoid it. Mm. What will happen is that understanding it and not, you see, even even there is duality, when we understand it, we allow the opposite to be okay. You know, in electromagnetic, both positive and negative are equally dealt with and are both respected the same way. Mm. But when it comes to humans, sadness and happiness have different values. Yeah. But it shouldn't. They're both equal. Yeah. Yeah. And the both serves us. Yeah. And, and and some we might think it serves us less, uh, we might find out that it might serve us even more. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. So why do you think that we um that we incarnate into this existence? Do we select our experiences before we arrive or are we starting off with truly a blank canvas that we write on with our own experiences? Well, uh, well I think no, I think I'm sure, but I just want to, I, I don't think the selection is a, is a human, when you select, when you say you select something, is a 
human term. And before we come, we are not as human as we are. So it's not really selection, just set uh, procedure, mm, I would say. Mm. So everything is set before, before we come. Yeah. Uh, um, you see, from the moment a person is born, uh, is a new energetic entity in the universe, mm. and the direction of their life and their existence is simply based on the repulsion and attraction of other energetic entities. Mm-hmm which is much bigger than one small one. Mm. So as a whole, uh, everything shifts, but as an individual, it's set. Mm. Because individual doesn't, energetic is not big enough, it's not powerful enough, impacting everything around them. But little by little, it's like cell of a body, you know, each cell is not important, but together it is. So the way the the karmic pattern works is that uh, uh, we are part of a whole and gradually we shift through it as a whole. And our individual being is just basically, our life is basically a product of the lives that we have had before and where we are uh, in in that line and where we are energetically and our vibration evolves Mm -hmm. and based off that where we are in our life, we have to leave that. It's like the, it's, it's like a chemical reaction. It's like the oxidization, you know. It just uh, there's a step to oxidization, you know, and mm. then suddenly it happens. Yeah. Uh, and and in our life, everything, nothing we could have avoided. Mm. Mm. Even if we think, I mean, even our choices, we is uh, not up to us really, because um, you see, we choose based on our feeling, I mean, some people say logic, but basically it's feeling, and our feeling is manipulated by our surrounding. So something happened, and we have certain feeling, and we act on it. Mm. So in a, our choice is manipulated by universe too. Uh, so to me, there is no free will. I mean, there is a free will within our reality, but it's not a true free will. Uh, you see, I always choose an example saying that if I have a hammer, Mm. and put a nail on the wall. Um, does the hammer putting the nail on the wall? You see, or I am doing it. You yeah. see, if the hammer had a brain, he would think that hammer is doing it. Mm. And for the hammer. <laughs> Love it. So what, what do you think, uh, what, what's the purpose of, all of this human experience, if we're meant to elevate our soul's evolution and we continue to have all these lives and we evolve, but what is it that we're actually evolving to? What are we meant to be reaching as we progress through the lives that we experience? Well, you know, that question is bigger than what most people can comprehend because, you see, if we could understand in a 12-dimensional level, we could see everything. Mm. But... Any why question we ask is like a child ask, uh, you know, a, a four-year-old ask the theory of relativity, how it works. <laughs> it's beyond it, what child can understand. I mean, any explanation mm-hmm. would serve. Yeah. And not that I know the answer, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a simple version of that why is not, there's no really, nothing has a purpose really. Purpose is a mental question that we think our ego asks purpose of something. So mm-hmm. to... But there's nothing has a purpose, but everything is just a process. Mm. And like, like a chemical reaction, as I said, like oxidization. And the process of the world is that we are going through a, a higher energy level. And our soul journey uh, is coming to lives to a levels that go to its higher dimension, 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 dimension. And when we reach to a level that we are on a 12th dimension being, mm-hmm. we don't need to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. So the process is just, uh, is I could, uh, it's not, nothing is impure, but if I had to relate a, a, a word, I would say uh, purify to our essence mm-hmm. uh, that we are, not, the, not our mental stuff, which is a part of our essence, not our full essence, you see. Yeah. So, so the whole journey of life for everybody get there and, 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 and 
the whole journey of universe is, is just a simple process, the same way a plant come and go, the same way a tree come and go. Yeah. We are no different. Yeah, it's a, I suppose it's a little bit like how we are, you know, when we're incubated as a baby for nine months, it's all done without effort, it's just done, yeah. it's, we're just created, there's no real interaction from the ego self or from the human self except for building this beautiful creation so it grows in exactly the way it's meant to without our impact then it hands it over to you know then uh, then when it comes out it's like we go okay we'll take it from here and then we take it from here and then it's kind of like that's where the human the ego and everything starts to play the role when really it's almost like we we probably need to relate it back to being that child or being growing and you know growing in the womb that it was just it's just letting it be that we will manifest and be the brilliance that we are um yeah. i kind of feel like the emotion love that we've been gifted with in this experience that we get to that we get to experience is, i almost feel like it's a window to what is constantly what it would constantly be like in the spirit world, in you know the higher, the higher dimensions. Is this a reason why the basis of all religions, beliefs, and humans and the human self is love? Do you think that um, you know we get given this taste, if you like, of what it's like? And mm -hmm. um, you know, for me growing up, I kind of always saw religions and everything to be the basis. I didn't really know a lot about them, didn't learn a lot, but my 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 soul center or just my knowing was that they're all the same it's the basis of it is all the same that we all have it's all about love and understanding um but yeah i mean what the emotion love is is that i don't know i just get this feeling that it's like that's what it's like permanently when we reach yeah. those higher levels of consciousness <laughs> yeah well you know I should have an answer. I had an answer for you before even you started the question. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, well, to me, love is a state. Actually, it's not an emotion. It's a state. Mm. Uh, you see, when we are an energetic body, uh, and we are surrounded by other energetic body, there are energy that comes to us, uh, and we are. It's in harmony with us. Uh, and that when we are in that harmony and, and that energy brings harmony, more harmony to us, uh, like a constructive wave, um, we, f we feel love and we are in that state. The energy that comes to us that brings disharmony to us and then we, we, we feel opposite love. Mm. You know, we don't mm. feel love. But love is simply the state of harmony. So, uh, and when a person, a situation, a place brings us to that state, we fall in love with it, you know, mm -hmm. or person, whatever. Um, and, and where uh, life is understanding that actually everything is in harmony. The only thing that is not in harmony is in our mind mm -hmm. because everything is perfect. Mm. So when we are feeling that we are in that state of harmony, we feel love, we, we, we relate to that perfection of when we are not, we don't. So our life is a journey, journey of realizing that harmony that there is. So in a way, that love that we state that we, we are in or we relate to is a way of understanding oneness and connection and harm, uh, harmony and beauty and, and divine and everything in the universe. Mm. So that is the relation. Beautiful. <laughs> And so it's more people start their journeys into into the awakening process. You know, we're seeing, uh, well, I've, I've been seeing lots of people turning to um, like ancient plant medicines to reach higher states of consciousness. And they're going in the droves to places like Peru. What are your thoughts on this? And do you believe that this is happening for a reason? Of course, of course. Everybody, you see, uh, everybody, everybody's journey is set to go through this time and through their journey the way they need to. Mm. Uh, and they're not one way. Of course, the faster and better way, there is slower and more difficult ways. Mm. But regardless, each person has to go through what they need to go through. Yeah. And, uh, and they, uh, we are just living on nature. You see, before I mentioned uh, uh, the, about the free will, that there is no free will, uh, but many people say, well, so how do we choose? How do how we are? It just each person tap into our nature and act what we need to act. That's mm. why we're different. 
because each nature is different than others. And our nature chooses the path that it needs to go through. Uh, and our nature knows at this time has to go through what it needs to go through, which is much different than what our parents went through mm. and, and, and uh, makes us to be awakened to, to new understanding, new consciousness, and our mind finds the way, mm. see? Uh, so people go places because their nature is pulling them to the new consciousness. Mm. So talking about nature, <laughs> let's talk about animals, <laughs> the animals of the world. I, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're at a higher frequency than humans, or, you yeah. know, as, as what has been told. Yet humans believe that they're the superior species, killing so many of them off to the point of extinction. If, if they could speak, which I know they can, but if they could speak in a way that was translatable to the everyday human, what do you think their messages to us humans would be? Well, if an animal could speak to a daily human, the animal would say, I have no message for you and you're doing fine as you do. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> in, in, um, so with consciousness, talking on, on the level of consciousness, and you were talking about business before, working, you know, working them together, what do you think the future of corporate and the business world would look like? Do you think it's currently sustainable the way it's going? No, it's not sustainable. Mm. You see, the way the world is set up uh, is set up based on separation. Mm. And the, 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 the economic model is set up based on invading the earth and sharing uh, the wealth from the earth through a distributing cha distribution channel that some people who who are closer to the source of invasion benefit more mm. <laughs> in, in in different way. Uh, well, everything we own is from earth. We we are just born with earth. Anything we own is from earth. Mm. You cannot have things without changing something in earth. Yeah. You know, even if you have gold, you have to dig it. So. With what will happen, Earth will will uh, correct what is that invasion, and it's happening right now. Mm. And and also we understand as um, the economic mo model is just a play, it's just a game that created by ego mm -hmm. uh, to manipulate humanity and and, and uh, for some group having power over humanity. Uh, and then the system has set up based on that. Yeah. So the corporate world is a system that support that. And that, that is not sustainable because, you know, you cannot hold the blood not to go to your toenail because if you do, eventually it falls off. Mm. And, and, and that's what we're doing, by the way. We are, we are feeding some part more and just starving other ones. Mm. And when we understand that, uh, we don't do that anymore because... You know, when, especially happening in Australia a lot, by the way, mm. because, you know, when you do these mines and, you know, you, you, you alter the, the natural habitat of many people yeah. and uh, without realizing, so because you get some money, um, money is just something that is created uh, to fulfill the human illusion of fear because right now humanity live controlled by fear in the future it fear won't have much room will be will be operated by connection and love mm. and, and of course we still have fear but you see if we, we're gonna have everything but it's not the modem of operation of yeah. us and it wasn't if you go back three, four hundred years ago, it wasn't that way either. Mm. You know, it's mm. recent. Uh, if you go back to 100, 150 years, when the economic model, everything has changed, people, consumer has been created in a way of because you go consume. So, you know, all those systems, you realize that there's sets of rules and a standard that you have to do, otherwise, you're not doing it right. Mm. Yeah. Before, it was not so much right and wrong. People lived their life, they just, mm. you know, feed their children and lived. Yeah, yeah. And we go 
more that well, of course it's not going to be such an easy transmission transition and it's not going to be you know there won't be you know it's not all bad but it will be a huge correction to the extent that we don't recognize it anymore yeah yeah i believe that and what about with the feminine energy um you know i i work in an organization that is uh, called Secrets in the Garden, and we are uh, one of the other companies that I work for, and it's all about the feminine energy, not just in women, but in men as well. And, yes. um, you know, do you feel that there is an imbalance currently in, in the energetic realms of where we are? Like, this, is, do you feel that there's too much masculine energy right now or other, or the feminine energy? You know, is there, is there a balance to be had there? Actually, this is... The time that it's balancing now, uh, you see, uh, what you call, there, there are two vortices of energy on Earth. Mm. Uh, there is an, that sustain the whole Earth. It's not just the North and South Pole. It's, it's Atlantean energy, which is in the middle of Atlantis, and, and that is what we call the male energy. Mm -hmm. And Atlantean energy... Uh, support logic and uh, and uh, mental activity mm. uh, and uh, then Lemurian energy which is in the middle of Pacific and that supports uh, uh, the heart and, and intuition yeah. uh, and that we call it female energy. Basically uh, each person has both of them, it's like estrogen and testosterone, we all have both. But one of them is more powerful, runs us, and has nothing to do. A male could be run by a female energy. A female could be run by mm. male energy. And but every female species uh, contribute and connect to the female energy. Every male uh, and contribute to to the male uh, part of it. Um, what has happened in the past that the waters of uh, Atlantean waters, the male energy have been much more powerful, mm -hmm. so supporting the, the male side, and of course, uh, that that system work majority of male more than female, mm -hmm. but that's that's not you know hundred percent just majority, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it was it, that that system that energy has been promoting fear mm -hmm. and uh, and and logic to take care of it, uh, and it's time that during this change. Uh, it become a balance by uh, having more powerful female energy mm. that's uh, counterparting and balancing it. Yeah. Uh, so it is happening. The balancing is happening, and is I don't look at it as a man and a woman. I I look mm. at it as a, as a connection to different energy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And in, in, you know, what I was talking about, like incarnations and things like that. So we have past lives. You know, um, people talk about them, whether people believe in them or not. That's other, you know, that's, that's their own opinions. But, you know, I believe in past lives. I think that, you know, we do hold on to the energy of that past life. But we don't actually hang on to the, what I find interesting is we don't actually hang on to the memory of that. So we, we hold on to the energy of it but we don't necessarily recall it. We don't get born into this incarnation and know that we've come from or, you know, that past life and know it inside out. So what's the purpose of it only being gifted to us as an energy that sort of, I suppose, sticks to us and comes into this incarnation as opposed to it being a, an actual recall memory, like we can actually consciously understand that that was another, that was a past life? Um, well, I'm not sure... What's the question? But I'm going to make a comment anyways. Um, you see, as I mentioned before, it's a, pro it's a process that we live in. And it's that process of your, you know, energetic or uh, in that process depends on how you look at it. If mm. you look at your body and the, the pivotal point of everything become you, then you have a past life. Mm. Uh, and, and then you relate to everything, how that past life impacting who you are today. Mm. But the way I relate to it is that our soul, our energetic body is much bigger than our, our physical body and lives forever. Mm. Uh, so if you look at that part, I look at it that the, that energy come and take the body that it needs to take now and deal with it the way it needs to be dealt with. Mm. And that, that, that dealing is not knowing and, and going through what it needs to go through it without, um, if, 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 
if we knew all that, we had less challenges and life would have been easy, but we need those challenges yeah. because every challenge is an energetic shift. Right. You see, anytime we have an emotion, we release something. Mm. It's for example, when we are sad, uh, we release sadness, and through that, we are going to a high vibration. Mm. So we relate uh, to a shift uh, of, we relate to an energetic shift through emotion. So whatever emotion you have, is a, is a shift and the only way by the way we can our soul communicate with us is through an emotion mm -hmm. uh, because when when the soul pushes us to go to a direction that we need to go mm. we create emotion so and through that emotion we feel a truth rather than a mind thing that comes with the logic um, through that setup that we are we have to be ignorant from our past mm. and we need to have the limited understanding that we have. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So why do you think, on a totally different topic, why do you think that um, religion was created and the purpose of it to, in today's world, do you think it's sustainable? Do you think it's helping or hindering the consciousness of humanity? Well, I think everything is helping the consciousness of human, even the one that appears hindering. Mm. You know, nothing is created in an, to me there is nothing negative. Everything is positive. Some we know it, some we don't. Of course, uh, the root of every religion was certain things but the process of distribution has different reasons yeah. uh, that people have had. It's been through ego, through manipulation, but has it served people? Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. I, I can I mean I can relate to many religions I can rate them all each of them have uh, part of the truth yeah. and missing a lot of it mm. <laughs> and some have more some have less yeah uh, and if you combine all of them together uh, probably you get 99 percent of the truth <laughs> uh, but but oddly enough, each religion in some odd way has, uh, has created, have promoted segregation yeah. of not accepting, you know, divided themselves are better. Yes. Uh, uh, and, and, and through that, of course, you don't get all the truth because you, you, you exclude everybody else mm. because everybody has what it needs to have. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and that's the ego that is human, that is gone through any organization and that is, you know, but basically uh, it all has come to uh, take uh, takes us to where we need to be and show us certain things that we believe is not correct and certain things that we don't believe it exists mm -hmm. and uh, and through that there is a, is a change and evolution uh, but bottom line at the end we realize uh, connection to God doesn't need a person or a place or a system mm -hmm. And they all serve their purpose, realizing we don't need them. Mm -hmm. That it's all within. <laughs> yes. Mm. And what with um, the moving fast forwarding from religion to now technology, <laughs> what do you feel the impact of digital, the digital world, is having on humanity at the moment? Well, I mean, it's so simple, you know, that, 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 you know we, we, are, we are example of it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, many years ago, if a teacher or somebody wanted, even Jesus, who's so great, had you know, a small number of people around him because he was limited to, to, to the space and place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, we have this conversation and, uh, and many people tap into it and, and impact many people. Yeah. So technology is a, is a, is a part of, uh, is a tool uh, to accommodate this time to make us to go through this time so quickly and spread the word and energy, you know, yeah. Yeah. much faster uh, that we could ever, you know, uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, if I had to sit and have this, I had to be a part of a TV show or, or you know, if the only the only way that my words could be heard was if I was related to some media and some uh, Hollywood corruption, <laughs> you know, I say corruption, corruption is n doesn't have always negative way. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm saying corruption that it's not what you perceive it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the news that is all manipulated, or everything is manipulated mm -hmm. based on what people think is right way. I mean. mm. So uh, this is just what it is. Beautiful. So, tell us about your coming to Australia. Tell us about your tour. You're coming to Australia when uh, and how can people find out more? Um, and I believe as well in, in that, if you can address, you've got a short session that you have the one and a half hour session with them and then there's a full day of a self-alignment day. Um, yeah. Do people, if they're looking into your tours, do they go to, is, is what's the difference between the, I mean, obviously the full day is a lot longer, but do they need to go to the shorter session first and before going to the, the full day? Well, um, and just you know, explain a little bit about what that, okay. yeah. Well, what is. The, the short session is just, a, it just, uh, uh, an energetic exchange and, um, I will call it, a. um, a very is a is a it's like uh, an injection mm -hmm. <laughs> of of a, of an energetic serum that brings you to to different state and being and understanding, yeah. and uh, that happens in one and a half hour and and I might say something or might not, um, and the the day uh, self alignment is uh, is like a I don't like to use the word workshop. Mm -hmm. is uh, is but that is the word which is much more uh, you know it, it's much more powerful it's for more committed people to self and uh, and uh, it is it is a beginning I mean both of them shift people on, on, on their on their journey but one the other one is a beginning of a huge change mm -hmm. uh, actively <laughs> mm. and that is a self-alignment and I don't have it everywhere I just have it in self-alignment is just in Perth I, mm -hmm. I this year I've had it only three four places yeah. um, I just do it where I think people are ready to get it yeah yeah and so should so so is it important for them to do the short session before the long well, session? I, I recommend that but it's mm. not 100% there have been some people in the past I used to require it only because mm. you know I wanted people to have a taster of something before mm. they, they they go to something else mm. uh, but now uh, the divine take care of it so mm. <laughs> the people, <laughs> even people want to come to the day if they're not ready they cannot come anyway mm. Mm. And whereabouts are you uh, going to be traveling around Australia? What are the places you're going to? I will be in uh, Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, uh, and Launceston, and Sunshine Coast. Beautiful. And how can people find out more about you? <laughs> um, my website is uh, abdy, A-B-D-Y dot info. Beautiful. And I'll, I'll include all the links in the in the video anyway but I always like to finish my interviews on one last comment so the, the company I run is digital consciousness and it's about digitally enhancing humanity uh, what I always like to ask people that I interview at the end of this is to their opinion what do you think it means to be digitally conscious well to me digitally conscious uh, <laughs> well uh, to me consciousness is uh, beyond digits <laughs> uh, but um, uh, if I can if I can put those words together I would say um, you see there is everything is related you know mm. actually my background is I have, a, I have a math background and I love numbers uh, and digits mm -hmm. uh, and everything signifies some things and and digital Consciousness is uh, uh, is just is basic uh, model modem of our operation in, in consciousness and and when you want to go through a shift, we deal with those basic things. You know, you don't you, you you know in your brain it's just uh, you, you all your centralized everything is right in your brain. If you want to change something, your toe, you can do it through that and. Mm -hmm. And and all digits are, are the are the source of it. So digital consciousness uh, 
to me has a different name than just you know the computer and everything else that consciousness is, is more of a uh, your your consciousness from the source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Your source. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time, and we can't wait to see you here in Australia. So um, uh, we'll sign off, and thank you so much for that. Pleasure.